Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Theanos. I am Jordan Hall, and with me, as always, Eric Wayne. Eric, there is going to be real baseball this week. Describe for me that feeling in one word. Squee. Is, is that an onomatopoeia? Yes. Squee is the very, very good uh, pulling the vocab on us there, Jordan. That's a dollar word right there. That's a big one. <laughs> um, so like we said, it is, there is real baseball this week. But by the time you hear us in your earbuds again, we will have opened up the season with a pair in Miami off day. And then um, we're home on Friday to the Yankees. We'll get into to looking ahead to the to this week coming up, but we face some uh, very interesting pitchers over the first four games of the year. Hard woof to that, but I'm uh, I'm yeah I'm excited to get going. It's going to be so good. It's a little weird going south. We're going to break camp and go south. That seems a little disingenuous. <laughs> got to be the, pretty much. It's got to be the only place in in the country that we would actually fly south to. T- Tampa's kind of more just due west. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you were done Eden, I guess if you were if you were the Blue Jays and you started in Tampa, you'd technically be going south. Also, Clearwater, I think, would technically. Oh, because, yeah, it's St. Pete. So um, that would be technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. But otherwise, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Just just as Twitter, all of it. Of course. <laughs> um, so this brings us to this week's leadoff question. Who from this current 25-man set of Tigers would you most or least like to sit next to on the flight um, to, well, probably home from Miami? Because I don't know. Maybe they're flying to Miami, but they're definitely flying back to the D from, from sure. Miami. Um, I answer, I'm going to answer this question purely in volumetric terms, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a, you know, if we're flying in a commercial airliner— it is savage how small the, they give you no leg room. You're packed in there, Truth. kind of a wide bodied person, wide shouldered. So, my answer is going to be whoever has the narrowest shoulders. And so, I, since I can't pick Will Rhymes, I guess <laughs> Andrew Romine, I guess. I feel like that's a, a nice compromise of size. And Romine's got to be a bit of a conversationalist, I would think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, I would say so. So I, I'm just looking for size terms. I think. Yeah. How about you? Who do you who do you want to sit next to? Well, my first thought was I want to be between the bromance of Miggy and Iggy. I, I feel like that could be a, a blast. However, I don't speak their native tongue, so I feel like I might be a bit of a third wheel there. You're gonna have to fake a lot of laughter. Like they'll be laughing and you're like, ha ha. Yeah, I get that, and you wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm, I'm conversational, but I'm, I'm, it's not my native tongue by any stretch. And, you know, when people talk informally, that's the hardest to understand in a different language, right? Because right. there's inside jokes and puns, I'm sure. And you wouldn't um, get any of it. I, I, would, I would definitely not. I went with – I'm assuming Alex Wilson's coming with the club. I mean, he's, he should be back soon enough unless he's you know flying to Toledo for his rehab sure. assignment early or something. I feel like Wilson would be a good time. Yeah, he would be. I, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, I like him. And he could tell me about Saudi Arabia. 
Because as you yeah, know, cause he, he was born. He was born, <laughs> he was born in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> probably knows more about it than I do. Yeah, he should. He probably does. <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com or on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comerica Eric. And the show is at podcastianos. And we would love it uh, and love you forever if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. That would just be lovely. My love probably would have an ending point. I mean, Jordan <laughs> might love you forever, but I'm not making any long-term commitments to you. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, I mean, within within the week, I mean, you'll have you'll have two thirds sure. of my heart. But beyond we'll that, give you a period of temporary love. <laughs> I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. Um, so we pretty much beat the opening day roster competition horse to death at this point on the show, but yeah, we, we have a finalized 25 man roster that we are taking to Miami. Um, and I got to be honest, there's a few names on the list that I did not expect. Here's my tally of guys that made the club out of spring that I would not have guessed. Tyler Collins, uh, Shane Green, Buck Ryan, Kyle, or <laughs> Buck Ryan, Buck Farmer, <laughs> Kyle Ryan, and all of our new favorite relief pitcher, Logan Kensing. Who of that list is most surprising to you? Uh, it's got to be Logan Kensing. Yeah. Doesn't it? I mean, he flew under the radar. We didn't even talk about him. I think this is his first mention on the show. Which is pathetic about how we are. I mean, we're, we are pathetic podcasters. We should have known this. Shouldn't we have? I don't know. I Maybe. was on that Lendy bandwagon so hard. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny because it seemed like the club knew well in advance that this was going to be the guy. Like, it wasn't a big decision. And I think it's because he's a little bit older. He's a little bit more experienced. Um, he um, had pitched very well. And I think he just flew under the radar with his consistency, I guess. And I, he has quite a bit of major league experience, too. He opened the, cl- uh, opened the season two different times with the Marlins, maybe, maybe even three. It's been a while back, but you know, this isn't necessarily a scrub that's kind of coming out of nowhere. He's, I knew like next to nothing about this, dude. Yeah. I still know next to nothing. And I, hopefully, no disrespect to Logan, but hopefully we won't learn all that much about him before he Ouch. inevitably goes. No, I... With you know, I'm sure he's fine and he has pitched well this spring, but I would much rather see him pitch next to you know, next to nothing and then get Blaine and, and Alex Wilson back quickly. Yeah, if he's staying for a long time, you're right, we have probably some problems. Yeah, um, Buck Farmer, I you, you, all you listeners know that I'm not the biggest Buck fan. I was really surprised from you know, where we came, you know, where we started this podcast looking at the roster to now. Very, very surprised that he is uh, on the on the opening day roster. Um, who do you think has the best chance of ending the season with the club? And not necessarily like, um, you know, getting the call back up, you know, once the rosters expand, but kind of keeping the Stick role all the way through. Yeah, um, it's probably got to be gr- it's got to be green, I think, because he's going to start until maybe Norris or whatever is showing a lot or Boyd is really good and maybe he's struggling. But. If he falls out of the rotation, maybe he slides to the bullpen. So there's just a lot more space for Green. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to this in our season previews, but I definitely I think. think that Shane Green is here for the long haul. And I could see Kyle Ryan being here for the long haul. He's pitched yeah. really well. We need, um, well, well, that's maybe you get, I like having a third lefty in that bullpen, especially a guy who can give you a few innings, give you a couple different you know per, uses for him. Sure. Um, I, I like Kyle Ryan at least to start the year. And like we said so many times, the bullpen is a revolving door. We're going to have a lot of different guys coming in and out. Um, so we shouldn't probably dwell on this too awfully much. No, we don't. It's like having a farm animal. You don't want to get too attached. Okay. Because you're going to eat them later. Unless, unless that farm, that's an analogy, but <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, quick hitters reaction to the Brian holiday trade. We traded him to Texas for a, career third catcher and a minor league arm i had not heard of uh jay i think was his last name i think you were correct wow i didn't even look that up wow what knowledge boom um yeah what do you think about that trade um you and i were texting about it and you're not not to give the people your opinion but essentially it was a trade out of necessity you know we had to do something with him and we got two for the most part live bodies i mean it it, it had to happen You, you were absolutely right Right. Wilson's a significant probably downgrade from Holiday, but you can plug him into your to Toledo. And Jay is a fringe 
he's got some prospectiveness left left to him. Where if do you know where he's going to start the year? Is he going to, to Erie? Uh, he's probably Erie. I, believe, I don't know how how old is he. I think he's twenty four, but I believe the highest yeah. level he pitched last year was single A, which would make yeah. sense for him to Erie. I would say. Okay, um, Casey McGee and Bobby Parnell uh, were not <laughs> kept on the roster, as we said, but they uh, re-signed and took took a demotion to Toledo, keeping them around. I absolutely love the, the fact that they were willing to to do this, take one for the team. With the you know, they they want to be here. I like that. It's not completely selfless. I mean, they're probably not going to catch on this late in camp with another big league club. So they look at. They look at the Tigers and say, hey, we have about as good a chance here as any. We'll play AAA and look for our chance. Especially Parnell's looking at the the back end of that bullpen thinking, okay, I can can handle this. Sure, yeah. And, you know, McGee, I've talked about this a couple times. If Castellanos or McGee go down, I would not have much issue handing the the rein to to McGee for a month or two. Yeah. Very serviceable fill-in. Let's keep an eye on him in, in Toledo. That'll be interesting. Toledo, I think he's going to have a good club this year, aren't yeah, they? So, I think they've so, been too. Kind of, they've been kind of bad for the last while. So it'd be interesting. I think they could be really good. Yeah. Not uh, that that matters a whole lot, but I guess if you're in Toledo, it matters. Well, you got you got my boy Lucas Harold going every fifth day. So You are so excited about him. <laughs> oh. So excited. Um, last quick hitter. Uh, Bruce Rondone did not make the club despite there being four viable spots to be yep. won. What now for Bruce? Like, he had it. I mean, it could have been handed to him on a silver platter, and he's like, no, man. Man, I he got taken yard, I think, twice in the game that I was watching in Lakeland where he pitched. I mean, it just... Wind blowing out, though? Yeah, it was. I mean... It always is. It always is. Anyway. But, so, with Rondone, yeah, he did not make the club. And it's just a mixture of needing more pitchability... And the club just being, I think, a little disenfranchised with him yet. Just being a little a little sick of his shenanigans. And maybe he showed more in spring training. But he he got cut uh, like several days ago before yeah. the they had to make a decision on it. Yeah. And um, no, I, I think they're not still particularly enamored with Bruce. I feel like this might be being a little dramatic. But is this kind of his last go around when he come inevitably he will be back up at some point this summer. If he doesn't make good this time, are you know, is this it? Guys who can throw 97, 98 miles per hour plus get a lot of chances, especially when they're relatively cheap. I don't know what options he has or whatever, but it's not like they're just going to cut him. I mean, they're going to no, keep him no. around. Yeah. But until he pitches better and can get get the strikeouts that he should be getting, He's not going to have regular work Yeah, in the big leagues, I mean. Okay, so now that we've got all of the serious stuff out of the way, let's get down to business on our Podcastiano season preview. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so like the degenerates that we are, we're going to start a preview with a classic gambling game, which is over-under. Um, we'll go back and forth throwing out over uh, over under numbers that we've prepared for relevant Tigers players. And obviously we'll be taking um, we'll each be taking a side for fun. I'll record them and we can see how they how we do over the course of the season. That does sound like fun. <laughs> I have my notepad ready. Just I had a feeling we we're going to want to have some fun with this one. So fun. Okay. I'm having fun already. <laughs> I have pitchers. You have hitters. Do you want to yeah. lead off or bat second? Sure. I'll go first. All right. Um. We're going to go with Captain America, James McCann. Did I just? Yeah, James McCann. Mm-hmm. And uh, over under, uh, remember last year he had the two walk-off home runs, I believe, or one dramatic one and another walk-off hit. So this is one uh, under over one walk-off hit Ooh, that's for McCann one. this year. I'm going to go under simply based on the, the law of averages. He had quite a few last year. Maybe he regressed a little this year. Right. I, I feel like that's a tough call. Just be, just by pure numbers, you would think. I mean, how many chances are you going to get? But he was uh, – he, he he won a couple games last year, walk-off style. If I'm not mistaken, so, he had an inside the parker too. Not that that's relevant, but just kind of going along with his odd you know, right. at-bat results. I'm also going to go under. But I think that's about a fair number. Hopefully, one. hopefully we're wrong. Push. I, I'd like yeah, to hopefully. see him 
go above okay. that. What do you got? Um, I have Justin Verlander, Captain yes. America also. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, two and a half times he takes a no-no into the seventh. Ooh. Take a no-no into the seventh. Two and a half times. I'm going to take the under. The I'm, under. I'm going to take the over. The stuff looks back. And, you know, this isn't necessarily saying he completes it. But right. I understand. I think, I think he could take it three times. Seven seven innings of no hit ball. No, into the seventh. Oh, so six innings of no hit ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still take the under. And I have the bonus one. Um, half times that he completes it. So will will he complete one? Which obviously no, no, no. Okay, no. I'm going to take no. Also, that's a that means under. Yeah, under. Good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, moving right along. Uh, let's let's get to the big dog right away. Let's talk Miguel Cabrera. You may have heard of him. He's a large Venezuelan first baseman. I'm going to say over under 27 home runs for Miguel this year. Over under 27 home runs. Honestly, it depends completely on health. And he had bad luck that last year. So I'm going to take good luck this year. If he plays in 150 games, there's no way he doesn't hit 27. I'll go over. Really? Now, 2014, he played 159 games and he hit 25 home runs. Oh. Hmm. I'm so sure. I vaguely remember him being fairly dinged up down the stretch. That was the year that we traded uh, Prince, right? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, so I think, yeah. th- I think there's, and he's older. So obviously there's risk. Well, there's no risk because there's no, no money involved in this game, but I'm still going over. Right. He hit 30 or more in, um, he hit 26 or more, 26 or more in every year from 2004 until 2013. It's, it's not an unimpressive string of results. Guys, a stallion. I, you know, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under just because I'm afraid he gets dinged. I'm afraid, you know, there's periods of time where the ball doesn't pop for him. I'm going to, I'm going to say under okay. 27 home runs. All right. I, next one is Jordan Zimmerman. And I have the number I put is one and a half times that tiger's Twitter collectively labels him a bust. Collectively well, one I and a half times. The, the general sure. feeling on tiger's Twitter is that he's yeah. a bust. Oh, over. Over. Tiger Switter is is an emotional teen girl. <laughs> I mean, oh, he loves me. Oh, he every boy hates me. This guy's so dreamy. He's a tool. I mean, so emotional. Over. I'm taking the over also. Hopefully, hopefully we can you know, I don't necessarily like to consider myself part of Tiger's Twitter, but in theory, I suppose we all are. Hopefully sure. we can keep our head about us this year because he's a good pitcher and we all just always yeah, need to chill. Uh, Saltalamachia mm. under over three starts at first base. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I suppose I'll go over because I don't know who else would be starting at first if Miggy's not. I guess Romine could, but I'll, I'll still go over. You're gonna take the over. I'll take I'll, mm. I'll take him starting four times at first base. Right. I'm gonna take. I'm also gonna take the over because I think Victor is gonna is going to play first less and less. And hopefully, hopefully that's the case. I would very much like, I don't want to see Victor at first. Definitely. He could do it, but I don't. All right. Okay. This is the telling one. Anibal Sanchez, one and a half DL stints. Oh, Mm. (sighs) you got to say over, don't you? Uh, Yes. I'm going to say over. I think you do. I think two is the right number. I would be surprised if it's more than two, but I'd be really surprised if it was less than two. I I hope it's less. I just want to see him healthy and happy. <laughs> he not not to keep saying that people seem like nice dudes, but Andy Ball really does seem like a nice dude. He's the kind of guy that not just because he p- pitches for our team, I do hope that he has success. Yeah, I do too. Good guy. Okay, uh, Ian Kinsler under over one and a half ejections. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna go under. He's he's. I was going to say he's becoming a, a cooler head, but that's not necessarily true. I'm I'm going to take the under. No, no real uh, conviction behind that, though. I'll take the over. I think Ian's kind of a hothead. He's oh, he's completely hothead. even. He's completely even keeled and and not tempered until he isn't anymore. <laughs> I'm taking the over. Two ejections for Ian this year. 
I, I think I'd like to see that too. <laughs> I just <laughs> I like to see things pop off. I'd like to see Ian Kinsler uh, charge the mound once this year. I I would not be surprised if he did. Make, I think you would make it happen, Ian. Okay. There you go. Um, Mike Pelfrey, fifteen starts of six innings pitched or more, and last oh. year he had thirteen. Just as a as a point of reference. Um. So do I think he's going to have three more good starts like that than he had last year? Yes. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know Pelfrey as well. I'm going to say over just for fun. Over. I'm going to take over also just because I knew you were. I'm so into him. You set you set that up just so you could take the over. Maybe. Okay. The next one I definitely set up for something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you and your innings eating. Mm. Yeah. I'm number one. Iglesias. Iglesias. Under over 287 batting average. Now, 287 for some context is his career batting average. And that's over 840 at bats. Which is not a small sample. It's not a small sample. So, big guy, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, 287, over or under? I'm going to take under. Um, I, I think he's going to have a, a decent year. I worry about health with him. He played the majority of the season last year. Yep. And, you know, as we know, he's made of glass. So, I don't know. I, I think I think it'll be – I don't think it's going to be much over – or excuse me, under. But I could see him kind of hovering in that 270 range, 270, right. 275. I mean, you look at him and you watch a few at-bats from him. D- does he look like a career 287 batter? No, he looks like He Adam doesn't. <laughs> and every he does. And everybody says, oh, he's going to stop hitting. He's not a good hitter. You know, y- you don't say guys are not a good hitter with a 287 average after 840 at-bats. Yeah. Unless your name is freaking Iglesias, right? Yeah, I suppose that's true. He's put up again and again. I'll take the under. <laughs> Though I, I was just thinking about that. I said that that's a lot of at-bats. That's what, like a season and a half for somebody who plays every day? It's actually not that many at-bats. Okay. Now that right. I, I thought it through a little bit, but still. Um, in I, 20, let's see, who? where am I looking here? Uh, in in 2014, Miguel Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera played 159 games, and he had... 600 at bats so yeah. it's like a big season and a half i guess all right you're you you with the stats tonight i love uh, i just have the page open i uh, <laughs> you know it's not like i'm memorizing me <laughs> sure okay my next one shane green third on the club in wins uh so so if i if i say over He's going to be like second in the oh, club. No, no, no. Okay, maybe let's put it at like third and a half. Like third is a an, an applicable answer for the. Over. What are you just you're just changing the benchmark now? Come <laughs> yes. on, that's what Vegas no. does all the time. Okay, so I'm going to say win totals are going to go uh, Verlander one, Zimmerman two, Pelfrey three. Um, and I still don't believe in Green. I'm going to say Sanchez or even maybe Norris or Boy could slip up. So I'm going to take the under for green okay because he could slide into the bullpen he could do a number of things under i'm I'm gonna take the over i I think uh i think there's a big season out of out of shane green um as you know love the arm electric stuff um i agree that pelf is probably gonna have more more wins this year um I, i don't know it seems like there's always a tough luck pitcher between whether it's you know you know in the past it's been annie ball who hasn't gotten the wins you know that his starts have have earned um but i think one of one of verlander or zimmerman is going to be behind him though maybe they don't necessarily deserve it all right right. okay next up we have nick castellanos and the big thing with nick is his his defensive (laughs) prowess right or lack lack of prowess um so the news has been um is his defense going to improve so i'm going to get all sabermetric-y on you here and i want to talk about defensive runs saved wow defensive runs saved all right so two let's see three years ago i think it was his rookie year he was a negative 31 defensive run saved i'm gonna go on a limb and say that's not good that's not good the year after that a negative 29 defensive run saved an average Defensive third baseman is going to be 
a zero. Okay. <laughs> to give you some perspective. Uh, last year, he was a mere negative nine defensive run saved. Much, much better, actually. So my question is, is he going to be over or under a negative five defensive run saved? Well, the the pattern would say that he, he will be. Um but there really hasn't been anything in the spring that would lead me to believe that he's any better this year than he was last year. Um, I'm going to trust him, though. I'm going to say that he keeps that pattern and gets to negative three. So I'll take the over. That's okay. All right. Yeah, I, I will. I will do that as well. I think he's going to improve at third. He's been there's been some stories. He's been working really hard at it. And I think just a little bit more experience of big league third baseman will help him. Definitely. I, I, I think that, you know, I, I have this in one of my bold predictions, but I, I think that he has a little bit of a step forward. There okay. Um, K-Rod, Francisco Rodriguez, one and a half times that a K-Rod change piece sends Rod into a state of absolute ecstasy. Way over. <laughs> one and a half times only? Oh, he's going to, you know... I'm going to keep it PG-13 here. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. But, but Rod will be pleased. Rod enjoys a good change piece. I will I will definitely take the over also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike Aviles. Aviles? 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 <laughs> Mike. What can I just call him? Mike. Mike. Okay. Um, no, uh, over or under 10 times Rod Allen calls him Avila. <laughs> I'm definitely taking the over. No no doubt yeah. about that. Okay, that was a layup. That's not even the real one. Okay, we're going to go under over 81 games played for him. That's half the season, if I do my math right, 81 games. I'm gonna take the but, I'm gonna take the over. I could and obviously I don't think he's gonna start 81 times, but I could see him entering 81 games between starting and you know defensive replacement late or a yep. pinch runner or something like that. If if you this has got to be over, yep. Mm. And I think people are underestimating the amount that he's going to play. I do too. I think he's going to play quite a bit. I mean, Osmus has has said you know in the past all the time that there's you know he he likes having both of those redundant twins. So. Yep. He's played uh, no fewer than 91 games in a in a season where he's been healthy. Yeah, and I don't see him having signed with with the Tigers assuming yep. that he's going to play less. So he played 98 innings last year, 113 before that. Yeah. It's it's nice to know he can, you know, if we needed to he's, to press him into full-time duty, he can do it. He's going to play a lot. Hopefully we won't need to, but you never know. Okay. What you got? 20 times that both Mark Lowe and Justin Wilson record a hold in the same game. How am I supposed? How okay. many times? Twenty times. Essentially, this would be the Tigers having the lead after six. Okay. Low or um, yeah, low Wilson game over. How many times? Thirty. Twenty. Oh, twenty. And obviously K Rod after that, but he doesn't factor. In. You know, roles change so much, and like things get injured, and the game flows. I'm going to take the under. Under. Okay. I actually am taking the under also. I just, you know, the, I, I always think back to some of the great bullpens. You have the seventh, eight, seventh inning guy, you got the eighth inning guy, and you have the closer. I would right. love it if those, you know, those three guys nailed down those roles and we had so much less to worry about than we have in the past. That would be it would, nice. It would make Brad's job so much easier. Yes, it would. He wouldn't have to think. Um, Let's see. What do we have next here? Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, Andrew Romine. <laughs> Over or under one appearance in center field? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, are we talking starts or just appearance? I'm gonna. I'll appearance. take. I'll take the over. I could see him a couple times. You know, maybe as a injury substitution or something like that. Although, although once Maben's back, the, those opportunities are going to be right. few and far between. That's what. That's why I was thinking this question. That is a tough one. I'm still going to go over. I could see it happening early. Um, just to be different, I'm going to say under. Okay. I don't think he gets a sniff of center, and I don't want him to get a no, sniff of center. Definitely not. Because um, the, we got Collins, um, and then Maven's back. So yeah. all right. Okay. Um, this one is combined. Justin and Alex Wilson. 
um, 0.5 times that Rod goes a full batter thinking that it's the other Wilson that is pitching? Um, the thing is, would you know? Yeah, would you know true. that he is thinking in the uh, – if it has to be obvious, I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I guess that's that's very hard to measure, but I'd I'd like to think that it would be the over. I I think it's right. I think in the mind it's going to happen, just whether we have the the evidence or not. So I mean, does Rod even take a lot of time to dis- to say distinguishing things about any given pitcher? Like, oh, their stuff is looking good, you know, or the, you know they're getting they're not getting over the ball enough or whatever. It's like it could be about anybody, unless it's a specific piece. Then he does not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That. Okay. You now. Oh. Okay. So uh, we're going to talk about Upton, Justin Upton, oh. and this is actually going to be the same under over that I posed for Miguel Cabrera, and that is twenty-seven home runs. Hmm. Um, do you happen to have last year's total in front of you? Yeah. Shoot. Come on, internet. Why am I so cheap and buy the cheap internet? So you can offend, uh, afford the expensive beer, obviously. Obviously, Upton, U P T O N, not Melvin. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm looking it up. I had it written. Okay, I'm. I'll just. I'll just go based on. Um, based on previous knowledge, I'm going to. T- <laughs> I'm going to take the. I'm going to take the over. Um, you know, left field is reachable for a power hitter like him. I, I could see that. Okay, uh, my my computer and internet is rapidly bringing me information. Uh, last year he hit twenty six home runs. Okay. The year before that twenty nine. The year before that twenty seven. Okay. Moving from so Petco right to Comerica is worth at least one. I'll take the over. Um, I'm going to say under. Okay. Just for a little bit of the adjustment period. That's true. Yeah. I think I can see that. So who are who do you think will hit more home runs, Cabrera or Upton? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm Did gonna, you take the over on Cabrera? So you think Cabrera? Yeah, I, I I always think over. I'm I'm gonna take Cabrera. I really think that this is the year that Miguel reestablishes himself as okay you know, as Miguel Cabrera. I mean, essentially sure. what we've always known about him. Good. Okay, apparently I did not put one down for Verhagen, which is surprising considering how much I love him. Um, mm. Anything off the top of your head or you want me to just move on to the next one? Mm. Uh, over, under, um, let's see, uh, a three ERA. What's average? Yeah, that's probably about average for a middle reliever. I'll definitely take the under. Of course you would. I'll take, I'll take the over on Verhagen. Over, under 70 appearances. That seems like a lot of appearances, isn't it? It's. I feel like the most used guy in every bullpen is kind of around seventy. I'll take the under. Okay, I will too, but maybe not by as much as as I might. You might have thought. Right. Okay, um, that's. I'm not going to write those down. Those were off the cuff. All right, your your turn. Um, over under seven intentional base on balls for JD Martinez. He had seven last year. Okay, so for the year before that, Castellanos hitting behind him. I'm going to take the over, and I think that might be well, well over. See, he got. Uh, see, I, I wonder though if he's going to get bumped up the in the lineup. That could be. If he does, then I. He still might though. I would pitch around JD to get to Victor at this point. I mean, obviously hit, Victor's a great hitter, but I, I'm going to take the under on this. Okay. He was so hot last year at some points, and it was just killing the ball and he was one of the only you know real threats in our lineup for a while i'm going to take the under under seven intentional walks it's not related but i saw a somebody po- posted on twitter the um the odds for leading the major leagues in home runs yeah. and he is second right now as far as really? like the the you know fate second favorite i think chris davis led but, oh really? Yeah. What's Stanton's got to be up there, right? Yeah, he was. Well, Stanton, Arenado, Bryce Harper were all on the on the list, mm. and you know, obviously stuff changes, so it could yeah, be yeah. could be different now. But the the time that somebody posted, and I was like, all right, JD. How so, many did he hit last year? Thirty seven, maybe thirty seven. That's off the top of my head, so I don't know. If yeah, thirty six, thirty seven, somewhere there. 
That's a lot of home runs, especially in 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 baseball today in Comerica. Yeah. But, you know, Comerica gets a bad rap because center field's so deep. Left field is extremely reachable. Left field and right field are completely new are completely the the park plays completely neutral. Don't get me started. I'm not going to talk about outfield dimensions. I mean, I'm my blood pressure is rising already. All I'm saying is I'm pulling oppo home runs at Comerica. Yeah. Comerica's uh, fine, obviously. Okay, next one. Bruce Rondone, one and a half times this year that you and I are completely convinced that he's arrived. Under. I'm feeling really skeptical right now. Under. All right. Well, I was thinking maybe for myself, but I'm I'm going to go over. <laughs> Well, if you if you do it twice, you can win this bet. So <laughs> no, it has to be you and I. So oh. I'm still I'm still going over. I'm, I have oh. I have the you don't you can't see my fingers, but I'm holding up a little <laughs> bit of faith. And gotcha. I'll, and you, a little something else for you too, but just thank you, thank you, Jordan. <laughs> um, Anthony Ghost over under three outfield assists. So I was trying to think of something kind of interesting or distinguishing about Ghost. He, I mean, he's an, an average hitter for a center fielder, I guess. And he, you know, we the saber metrics are a little bit mixed on him. But one thing we can all kind of agree is an interesting thing about it. He has a big arm for a yeah, center fielder. Definitely. Last year, he had four outfield assists. Um, but he's going to get less playing time this year, I think. So over-under is three. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the under. I feel like the more people you throw out, the less people you're gonna throw out, just based on reputation. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, that's a good point. So, and not saying that you know his reputation is Ichiro status, but I mean, people know that he has a decent arm. I think there's gonna be a little less running on him. But I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the over just for fun. I'd, I'd love to see. I mean, because why? why you not? know, throwing guys out of bases is definitely one of the. My favorite parts of, of baseball. So hopefully you're right. Super exciting. Yeah. Um, okay. Blaine Hardy. Point uh, five times we go a complete show this season without mentioning him. Um, I'm going to take the over. I think we could go a whole show without talking about Blaine. Okay. I, th- I think we can too. I, I'm going to, I'm going to take the over, but, um, I don't think we have yet. Have no, we? No, no, I don't think well, so. Heavens no. Oh, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm going to take the, let's see, the the over, as in we will. We will yeah. once. Yeah, okay. Um, I have one left. Uh, I have Tyler Collins left. Okay. And this is um, over under 35 games for Tyler Collins for the Tigers this year. I'm going to take the under. I really hope I'm right, too. No offense, Tyler. Interesting. Yeah, well, somebody... Somebody would have to get hurt or um, there would just have to be some really poor play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, so, I could see that, I guess. So I guess I'm taking the under two. That's crazy. He played in 60 games for the Tigers last oh, year. Wolf. Once again, no disrespect, Tyler. The thing right. is, is as soon as Maven comes back and we need an outfielder that's not for center field, it's not going to be him. It's going to be Moy, I think. So, um, Ooh, interesting. So hopefully, you know, Ghost and Maven stay healthy. But like you say, if if they, those two start off poorly, then I think you you could possibly see him play more. Hopefully not, though. I sh- I looked up Collins's numbers from last year. They they weren't as bad as I thought they were. The like thing, he was serviceable. The thing about him is there's just nothing that you're like, yeah, about. Like he's an yeah, average his hit tools average, his speed's average, right. he's an average defender. Like you know, he's he like hit, he's like he what hit. Dirks was. Yeah, that's a good point. He's Andy Dirks. He's a reincarnation of Andy Dirks with a but with a thinner neck and a bigger beard. Yeah, he just he's gonna he's gonna get hurt a bunch. Twitter's just gonna go nuts about Ouch. as soon as he gets back, we'll be we'll be good to go. Oh my god. He gosh, hit two sixty six last year. Yeah, with four four home runs, eleven doubles, he wasn't that bad. Yeah. A one hundred two OPS plus. It's all right. It's all right. Okay, I have let's see three more pitchers and then uh, four general club ones. So you oh, are wow. out, correct? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, I'm just gonna respond. I'm just gonna bark out answers. <laughs> all right, let's start with Norris. Point or excuse me, zero point uh, five epic beards he shows up with on his season debut. 
Mm, I'm going to say under. I think he's going to just just sh- just shave it off and be done with it. I kind of like it. I'm I'm going to go with over. Not that me oh. liking it has anything to do with what he actually does, but I hope I hope he shows up with one. Maybe you should send him an email or something. <laughs> I'll uh, send a, a carrier pigeon to his van. Yeah, that seems a, reasonable. With a message. Uh, nine and a half starts for Matt Boyd. Hmm. Nine and a half starts for Matt Boyd. See, the, this is one of these things you just cannot predict the future. Um, I'm going to say over just because one of the guys is going to get injured. You never think you are going to use as many starting pitchers as you do. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say over too. Like you said, hopefully we don't, but I, you know, with, with Andy ball, obviously going on the DL twice, as we both said, um, there's going to be some starts to go around. Just hopefully those starts, you know, come spaced out. So nobody's out for too long consecutively. All right. Last one is Michael Fulmer, July 1st debut bullpen or as a, as a starter either. Uh, before whatever that is under, um, that's Before. a good question. I don't, I don't know what that is either. Tighten um, it up, Jordan. Come on. Just kidding. I'm going to go after. I don't <laughs> have right. a super ton of conviction there either, but I'm going to go after. Okay, so we are done with the pitchers, let, or with the players. Let's go to club over unders. First one, the big one, wins 86 and a half. Ooh, I'll take the under. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the over. I could see us pushing... Pushing 90, um, some, some, honestly, somewhere between 87 and 90. I think that's where we're going to land. Okay. Okay. Uh, bullpen ERA, ERA rank amongst baseball. So not just the American League, both right. leagues. 15 and a half. I think our bullpen is going to be remarkably better. Just because of regression to the the mean. We've been such so crappy for so long. And bullpens are so temperamental. Like, our bullpen has to be good at some point. Over, over. I'm going to take over too. I I agree. Okay. Uh, next one. The rank is one of home runs hit as a team. I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. Uh, where will we rank in baseball amongst home runs hit as a team? Oh, okay. And what's the over and under? One. Uh, like, will we or will we not lead the league in home runs? No, we will not. The okay. Blue Jays will. All right. I, I agree, too. I thought I was going to pick one up on you there. I thought you were going to go all in. No, no. Heavens, no. All right. Last one. Um, over under .5 position players pitching for us over the course of the season. Over. I love position players pitching. <laughs> the The question now is who is it? I'm obviously Romine. over. Romine. Romine. What about yeah, ghosts? I'd love to see ghosts on the hill. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, Romine has pitched for us. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's one of the all things that, that Worth had going for him. We could always bring him in to throw that knock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, over. I hate to say it, but we're going to get killed one night. And or do the killing. One, or do the yeah. killing. Yeah, maybe. But it's always like some West Coast game, and it's like one in the morning, and you got to go to work in the morning. But you know, you might see a position player pitch, and so you gut it out. Maybe I just do this. I'm oh no, that's, no. There's hard, there's not much in baseball I love more than a position. There's nobody on the you know among the hitters that I wouldn't love to see on the hill. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
All right. Are you ready to get to our bold predictions? Yeah. All right. Um, do you want to start or you want me to start? I'll start. All right. I have, I have four total, so however you want to you know, plan for this. Okay. Um, I'm going to say – now, these have to be bold, correct? Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to say James McCann will be the best catcher in the American League this year. All right. However you want to measure that, maybe the measurements can be a little bit fudged. But so he'd have to beat out um, – he's projected by some fantasy thing that I looked at. Uh, let's see. He would be the seventh projected in the American League. Better than him, they have penciled Gomes, Brian McCann, Russell Martin, Sal Perez, a vote, Stephen Vote. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say that? I think it's vote, and yeah. Whatever, Stephen guy for the A's uh, and Weeders and Weeders. I think he could potentially be better or as good as all those guys. I think he could. I think this could be easier. I really want him to be better than Sal Perez. Yeah, I'm so sick of hearing about freaking Salvador Perez. Stop yeah. it. Okay, um, I, I hope you're right. That would be that'd be sweet. That, that's a bold prediction. It is. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but. No, I, I take it back. It is going to happen. Dang it. Okay, speaking of bold, Shane Green, 16 wins and a no-hitter. Let's go. Holy crow. I'm all And in. a no-hitter? And a no-hitter. Shane hitter. Green. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is pretty bold. I don't have what you would call statistics to back up my position. But <laughs> the, the eye test tells me that there's so much life in that arm. Um, it just, right. he's going to take a run of starts and he's going to get going. He's going to like, the, he's just a good pitcher. Like I watch him pitch, not so much last year, but when he was with the Yankees and, yep. um, early on, you look at him, you think that guy has it. And I still think he has it. I think he's got a better chance at the no hitter than I do, do I do thick 16 wins. See, I, I think he starts 32, 33 games. I, I think he, I think he stays in the rotation the whole year. Could be. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, bold prediction, this is the year that Mario and Pemba finally cusses live on the air. It's been a long time coming. Uh, He's bottled it for so long, and he's got this rotation of color guys coming through. And finally, it's going to be some some West Coast game, and he's going to finally drop a bomb. (laughs) And, you know, they'll... Studio host is going to have to later apologize, and Mario's finally going to lose it and say, enough. <laughs> Definitely going to be a Gibby game, right? Could be, yeah. <laughs> or one of the Craig Monroe games. Oh, my gosh. I'm so looking forward to those. Those are going to be dynamite. <laughs> Love Zemo. Not. It's like a traffic accident. <laughs> All right. This one is going to be controversial, but I think Dixon Machado ends the year with a higher war than Iglesias. Ooh. Don't don't at me. I don't want to have this discussion on Twitter. But you've been talking with Iat, Chris Iat. <laughs> Chris Iat is on the non Iggy train. It seems I, it's like, not dude. that I don't like Iggy. It's just that I like Dixon that much. Like I don't think that there's that much difference between yeah. between the two. Like Iggy is is box office. Like you come to yeah. watch Iggy play. He's he's amazing. But I think that Dixon might be a better overall player. The intelligentsia. I think is in your corner. The populace, however, yes. is very Iglesias. And they are they like extremely, to... you know, protective of him, which he's right. awesome. Like I love Iglesias. I love watching him play. But the and, gap is relatively small. I and I think that I think Iggy's gonna have a hard time playing 150 games. Very hmm. hard time. Interesting. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, a little bit more serious one. Uh, Daniel Norris does not earn a win for the Tigers this year. Wow, I could see it though. I don't. I don't want to see it, but I could definitely see that. Between injuries and maybe some other guys pitching, and um, you know, maybe he play pitches out of the bullpen some, whatever. I I just think that that, that something like that could happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I think even if he does spend some time out of the bullpen, even after the rosters expand, that he might bird dog himself a win. But well, that's true. But I mean, I could see him not getting a win as a starter. Certainly, right? Okay. Um, okay, this one is maybe less bold. Um, last year, Alfredo Simone, because it's not Simon, it's Simone, went thirteen and twelve okay. with a five point zero five ERA and a one point four four WHIP. I think Mike Pelfrey beats all three of those numbers. 
Yeah, that's not a stretch. I know. I was just joking. I, you know, I said I think I think Pelfrey gets 15 wins, um, and gets a collective wow. "we're sorry" from Tiger's Twitter. Pelfrey is two yeah. wins better than Alfredo Simone. There's no doubt in my mind that that is the case. I'm I'm a Pelf guy. Yeah, I believe it. That's not too crazy. Um, okay, my last one. An animal invades the field and attempts to bite one of the players. Yes. Fingers crossed. Let's make this happen. It could be it could be a bird, like a rabid bird, or maybe a squirrel, or you know, maybe a raccoon or something like that. I'm hoping. What's your dream animal? Oh, um, probably a weasel. <laughs> a weasel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that the llama gets near the field, but can you imagine a llama right. running around the infield? Do you remember like a year ago on Twitter or <laughs> yes. on the internet, there was like two, day of my life. two llamas that were running around in Arizona <laughs> yes. and everybody's just watching the llama excitement. Yeah, we were at dinner at Longhorn, which is relatively fancy <laughs> for us. And I have my phone out watching the live video of the llamas. I'm sorry, spouse. I cannot talk to you right now. There are llamas about. Whitney would understand, though. I mean, she seems like an understanding person. She she married you. I think you would. You would have to be. Okay, so you're done. All right, I'll condense these down. Um, <laughs> by June first, Verhagen will be the most important arm in our pen. And riding the Verhagen train. And I'm making the heart symbol with my with my hands. More, more valuable than K Rod. I guess I guess value is very hard to maybe the most used is that is that equate I don't know I can see him being absolutely vital by okay. June first that's great as he might already be we'll see all right last one Lucas Harrell starts one game for the Tigers this year let's go oh yeah he just certainly will okay um, that is that's all I have <laughs> <laughs> a start though maybe not a bull okay. not a not a bullpen no he's he's gonna pitch a quality start for us without a doubt. <laughs> Well, because Farmer is in the pen. Correct. Um, so that takes him. So who's in front of him? Falmer and um, Boyd? Boyd, yeah. And and probably Buck, if we're being honest. Buck, you know, he's he's going to swing it th- this year. So he'd, I mean, how many pitchers does a big league club normally have start in a year? It's got to be like be pushing 10, eight or right? nine, yeah. ten. Yeah. So he's definitely in line. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, let's combine that. Come on. Cy Young, here we go. There you go. Um, sorry to all the Twitter users who um, tweeted us their suggestions for um, bold <laughs> predictions. We are running extremely long, so we are not going yeah. to have time to get to those. So we begged, you to, we begged you to contribute. You did. And then now we're going to leave it off. Yes. Sorry. Next week, we will give you your due. Yes. Sure. This is, this is going to be a long podcast. This Just is. Stick with us, friends. All right. The, we'll get to the best part, and then we'll, we'll, just, uh, we'll just cut it off after that. Time for your power rankings. <laughs> power rankings. Okay, of course we have choices, right? Oh, wouldn't really? Be, wouldn't be good without choices. We have models of minivan. Huh. This was, you know, discussed maybe some of the features of the minivan, styling or whatever. Would be um, yeah, but then also now spring is coming, so I thought I'd try to do Michigan landmarks. Michigan okay. landmarks. Okay, I'm gonna go Michigan landmarks. It just is okay. what I'm feeling tonight. Mixing it up, good choice. Mix- Michigan landmarks. Okay, of course this is the top seven and the bottom three. We're gonna start at number seven, and then it's Tuquamanon Falls. Tuquamanon Falls is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's got like a nice coloring to it. It's less impressive when you walk up to it because you think, oh, waterfall. This is going to be enormous. <laughs> it, okay, it's not Niagara, friends. But that's <laughs> kind of um, redeeming in the fact that you can kind of go up to it and splash around. It's true. It's, it's nice. It's a nice falls. Loki, the, it, the problem with Tuquamanon is such a pain in the butt to get there. It is. It, it is. is so far remote. from everything. It's pretty remote. But it's, I'd say it's it's worth a solid day trip if you're gonna um, if you're staying by, you know, Mackinac or something like that. You can go up; it's worth that. So fair enough. Okay, number six, and this is the Ypsilanti Water Tower. Surprise entry here. The water tower is, of course, iconic is it? and absolutely hilarious. I don't. Are know you not? I'm, no, I live way up in the boondocks. I know very little about much. All right. The biggest thing about the water tower in Ypsilanti is that it's phallic. It resembles a penis. 
Okay. All right. Now, it defines the entire city. It's like a round. It's, it's this iconic water tower, right? And the legend, the lore says, the tower will crumble if a virgin ever graduates from Eastern Michigan University. Okay. So I think you know what that says about Eastern. It's pretty, you know, that's number six. That's pretty good. A surprise bid for the Ipsy Water Tower there. By the, number, hold on. By ahead. the way, I just typed Ypsilanti into Google. The first of the four suggestions <laughs> of is Water Tower. Of course. It defines an entire city. Yep, that's a penis. <laughs> I, would I lie to you? A lot, <laughs> anyway. Okay. Number five is the big house, Michigan Stadium. All right. You think this could be higher. I mean, it has uh, a huge size. It can hold a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it kind of divides the state. I mean, half of people are Michigan fans, maybe a little over half. A lot of Michigan State folks out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hate to admit this, but I've never been to the big house. Really? I'll have to go one of these times, yes. Okay. But I've been told it's just an enormous bowl. Correct. I'd agree with that. Like, not a lot of distinguishing features, not a lot of character. It's just an enormous bowl. Yeah, it's, you walk in, and it's just like a, a wall of people, which is cool, but that's, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, that's I why it's kind of that. low on the list. It's five. Mm -hmm. It's it's remarkable for what it is, but yeah. Okay, number four is the Grand Hotel okay. on Mackinac Island, especially the porch, right? Mm -hmm. It's got this very iconic, wide-sweeping, columned porch. Like, if you're going to take somebody fancy – who's visiting Michigan, you're going to take them to something nice. You're going to take them to the Grand Hotel in Mackinac. You know, the politicians, you know, meet there and stuff. It's a cool, it's a cool thing. It's iconic and striking. It's true. Yeah. Okay. That's number four. Number three is the Sleeping Bear Dunes. Mm -hmm. The dunes. The dunes are something that's uniquely Michigan. Like you wouldn't think of it like there's a lot of boundaries on the Great Lakes, but it's like the, the, the side that the Lake Michigan has or whatever like wisconsin doesn't have dunes good just us they shouldn't have them they don't deserve them and dunes are cool there's sand you tumble down it's 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 cool yeah it's Sleep pretty dunes. pretty much trevor cities i mean it's not that that not that we own them but that's that's pretty much what we pedal up here come see the dunes yeah dunes Stay and, and fruit tree fruit <laughs> yes tree fruit okay <laughs> number two number two is comerica park okay to me Comerica Park is Michigan's living room, right? It's at the it's at the center of Michigan's largest town. It's open. You can see everybody in Michigan kind of agrees on the Tigers, yeah, right? Definitely. It's not like a university or something. Like everybody in Michigan kind of supports the Tigers. It's right downtown. Comerica Park is number two. Boom. Number one. Do you want to guess? Oh, I was going to go sports arena. I was going to go Joe and the Joe until you said Comerica makes me right. think you in a different direction. This one so is no. gettable, Jordan. Okay. Give me a second. Let's, um, I got nothing. The essential Michigan thing. It is the Mackinac bridge. Oh, I should have had that. The bridge. It was extremely gettable. You are correct. Right. I mean, the bridge, it has this like great symbolism about Michigan and what Michigan is. It's, it's grand. It's impressive when you drive up to it. It symbolizes the juxtaposition of land and water and also the juxtaposition of nature and technology that is Michigan. It links the two peninsulas. It's beautiful on its own. And that's number one. You should it's write the cards. You can yeah. make billions. If I could make billions, I would do pretty much. <laughs> All right. That was the top uh, top seven. You ready for the bottom three? Oh, here we go. Okay. Bottom, uh, third from the bottom is lighthouses. <laughs> lighthouses you think are kind of good, but they're just not that interesting. They're as big as you think that they are when you, like, come up to one. And it's the water that makes them interesting. It's not the structure themselves. If it was parked in, you know, suburban whatever, it would be, like, lame. Yeah, I agree. You put a, you put a lighthouse in Schwartz Creek or whatever, nobody's going. <laughs> it's true. <clears throat> All right. I agree, definitely. Set, and old ladies are, like, collecting the ceramic figurines, and they have sweatshirts with lighthouses on them. Maybe it's just old people like lighthouses. <laughs> seems to be what we've concluded yeah um number two from the bottom is greenfield village 
No, you'd think this would be something kind of cool, you know, all this history and stuff. But basically, Henry Ford just like ripped a bunch of historic buildings from their natural setting and plunked them in Dearborn. Like, it just feels like he was pirating buildings because he could. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what it was, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, they're just buildings. If they didn't have, um, you know, the the provenance, to use a fancy word, of, like, where they came from, like, they would just be kind of boring wooden buildings. And you walk around, and they have some, you know, exhibits or whatever, but you're just walking around a bunch of old crud. Yeah, it's like, cool, that's an old building. Yeah, the Wright brothers invented, you know, the plane in this garage. Like, but it's just a garage. Like, have the Wright brothers in there, and I'm interested. <laughs> right. Oh, so it'll be interesting if you can raise people from the dead. Otherwise, you're not really into it. Yes. Kind of, kind of demanding. All right. A bit. The number one worst Michigan landmark. Are you ready? Yes. Do you want to guess? I don't no. think you're going to. Okay. The Renaissance Center. The Renaissance Center you think is kind of this Detroit iconic landmark, but it's not. It's just an empty concrete carcass. It's awful. It should be so much more. It's kind of got this nice styling, but it's nobody goes there. It's like on the opposite end. It's right by the water. It could be this cool thing, but it's just empty. Like the the building's closed or you go in the hotel and it's just not that busy. And inside it just, it's, it looks bad on the inside. Isn't that where they put the giant bobbleheads during April? Yeah. D? No, right. They got. Have something. you ever seen one there? No, I've never been to the Renaissance. No, nobody goes there. It's <laughs> worthless. You know, and the, even the name Renaissance Center, when this was built, like, oh, this is the dawning of a new age of Detroit. That's been crap, right? It hasn't done anything for Renaissance. It's just been this thing the hipsters have done way more for the renaissance of detroit than the center the heidelberg project is freaking more interesting than the freaking renaissance center renaissance center is awful that's the worst thing that was a heck of a list i did not think we were getting past minivan rankings this week but i'm I'm sure glad we did yeah good well maybe next week (laughs) maybe next week all right we are running extremely long so let's quickly preview who the tigers play this coming week first time we've ever been able to do that um we start in miami verlander against chen uh way way yin chen on our opening day not bruce (laughs) that's good (laughs) no um he has he finally hung it up yeah, he, he retired. Um, and then Annie Ball against Jose Fernandez next Ooh. the the next day. Those two should be pretty interesting. I I, I yeah. really rate uh, Wei and Chen as a pitcher. Those two those two are going to be battles. You rate him as a pitcher? Yeah, I think, I think he's much better than the collective um, perception of him. Oh, I'm sure. My favorite quote was by Logan Kensing, who identified the Tigers as a baseball team. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> they are a baseball team, and I was just like, yeah. Can't argue with that. Good, Logie. Good job, Logie. Um, and then we come home. Opening day in Detroit is Zimmerman mm-hmm. against Severino, which should be tasty. We should win that, shouldn't we? Severino is filthy. I love Severino. Yes, he is dirty. I would not. No shame in losing to him. But Zimmerman in front of his new crowd, he's going to be amped. Hopefully not too amped. I hope we win. I don't see him being too amped too often. And then Pelfrey starts his assault on 15 wins <laughs> against CC Sabathia. A whole lot of size in that pitching matchup. Sabathia is like their fifth starter. Well, he's pretty terrible. I mean, is he? Yeah, he did. He is not he good. Fess up to some alcoholism issues. He went into uh, to rehab last year down the stretch instead of pitching. Okay. Not that he would have pitched in their one game playoff, but instead of being with the club. So right. Well, good for him. Yeah. Good for that. Hopefully, hopefully he has his life turned around. Hopefully he doesn't have his stuff turned around because no one wants to see a right. good Yankee starting pitcher. Exactly. All right. If you want to get in touch, oh, uh, we should probably pick. Um, you want to w- wager a guess as to uh, those four games, what our record is? Mm, I'm going to say two and two. Yeah, I was going two and two also, but I will be optimistic to not pick the same one. I'll go three and one. I bet we cool. lose to Severino. Hopefully we won't, right. but that's my guess. All there right. You if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall 23 Eric is at Comerica Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. 
and you can't tell it at home, but I'm pointing at myself when I say that and at the empty air um, where you clearly are. Um, okay, uh, and we would love it, <laughs> love it, love you forever, as we said earlier, if you would subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Um, so we, we've run long. Do you have anything that you want to add uh, to the people before we go for the week? I just thought maybe I'd crack open War and Peace and, and read through it. Um, you know, just to just to let everybody know, we're not a slave to time. Did you know that the original title for that book was War, What Is It Good For? Everybody knows that, yeah. That's a, that's a Seinfeld no. reference. <laughs> okay. your, your Seinfeld references are off the chain. Everybody knows that. <laughs> With that being said, um, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.